What's up, guys? Welcome to the feed. Another episode of Household and Homestead here on the Christchurch Media Facebook page. If you're listening to us on a podcast, one of our 8,000 live viewers are tuned in with amen, us right Amen, amen. Welcome, folks. On, on uh, our Tuesday at 11 a.m. show, if you listen to us via podcast, don't forget you can go to the Christchurch Media page, tune in live Tuesdays at 11 o'clock, and on Wednesdays at 11, we also have God in Government. We've got a guest with us this week. The Whoop. Pastor Scott Guillory. Hello, hello. What's up, my friend? Good to see uh, you th- here. Thanks for having me. And as always, I'm Pastor Stewart, and this is Pastor, Pastor Brandon. There it is. Thank you, guys. So today, we got some cool stuff to talk through. And oh, there's I'm sorry. one more introduction that needs to be made. I forgot about Maga Matt. Gotta say it. Over in the there, house. Do huge. It. Oh, huge. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to build a wall. <laughs> We're going to build it. It's going to be fantastic. Good to see everybody tuning in. Cody Gross is in, dropping comments. He says, Scott, in all caps, exclamation point. He's got, he's got like, oh, we could call you Great Scott. I'm in. So original. Great Scott. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) He needs a nickname, though, for sure. All guests need nicknames. We've got to figure it out. But anyway, welcome to the show, you guys. We've got some fun stuff we're talking through today. It's the household and finance. Household finances. That's right. That's exciting and terrifying for many people, too, at the same time, I think. Mm, Good news. Good news. We must prep for the future. So are we a bunch of preppers? I feel like we kind of are a little bit. I'm a preparer. (laughs) I'm a preparer. (laughs) You're getting getting ready. So we need, you know, I'm, politically speaking, I'm at revival or bust. You know, that's (laughs) that's where I'm at. We We are headed to a national divorce. Or a national great awakening, I, you know, from my understanding of history and whatnot, I do believe that is in our future. Maybe it's in fifty years or a hundred or maybe five. I have no idea, but I want my household to be as prepared as possible. Amen. Amen. You know, the ant harvests in the winter, but only if she's planted in the spring. Mm. Only if she's worked in the spring. Got to prepare. Got to seize those moments, those opportunities. And part of being prepared as a ha- household is being prepared financially. That's true. Super That's important. True. Not just with cows, although cows are cool. Boy, if you can if you can supply your own milk and you can protect your cows and, and you can provide your own um, beef, that's that's certainly a way of preparing. But also finances are smart too. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So we have our resident financial expert here with us. Uh, Scott, I you believe you... You guru. You should have said guru. Oh, guru. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's true. <laughs> Scott has actually ascended the mountain of financial peace and met the prophet Dave Ramsey before. Is that right, Scott? That's, this is true. It's, this it's is a, true. I've, I've shaken the so, hand of divinity. We're no, only... Whoa, 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 too far. Scratch, scratch too that. far. <laughs> we're only one degree removed here. So <laughs> could we call Scott like the vicar of Dave? Well, you know, I've count? met Dave, too. Oh, Just, dang. I feel like oh. since we are laying out our credentials, he and I met each other at a party in Dallas. Ooh, that's, a party. that's important I stuff like that. right there. Yeah. I am well, the they, he and greatness. his friends were having a party. And you were there. And I was in the same building. <laughs> and, uh, and the party was in a cigar shop, and I was in the, in the uh, shop when he walked in. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. See, this, there was, I didn't meet him under the smoke of incense. So <laughs> I did. That's, a totally that's kind of like let a holier, you, holier Let me tell you, uh, Dave Ramsey knows how to prepare a cigar. <laughs> I'm sure he does. It's downright indecent. <laughs> but it was in that moment that I was like, maybe I should give this guy a second chance. You know what actually happened? Ooh. This is a great story. I was with a couple of other pastors. We were in the uh, humidor. I'm not a big cigar guy, but isn't it called a humidor? The cigar closet? Yeah. That's what I would... He comes in, and we're like, is that Dave Ramsey? Like, it sure is. 
I don't talk to strangers well, so. <laughs> but I was with, uh, you know, another pastor, Pastor Matt from over at Christ Church Doosan. And, man, he just starts hitting it up, joking it up just with Dave. Right I mean, it's great. Um, well, when we go to leave, we go to check out with our cigars. Lo and behold, the, uh, the clerk says, they're already paid for, gentlemen. I was like, are you kidding me? Generosity. There it is. Man, Dave, Dave, Dave Ramsey paid cigar. for all of our cigars. Mm. If I'd have known, I might have picked out more. <laughs> I might have leveled up a little bit. <laughs> I might have leveled up. Picked up a case <laughs> while you were there. I'll take two cases. That's three, right. That's actually. Right. Is this card still on file right now? That's like, it. Can yeah, I go right back it, in? Right. It's the tab open. So, you know, <laughs> I had heard all about it, and I'd read, I'd even read the books, but we just never really got involved. But after that, I was like, you know, this he seems like a generous and, and decent guy. Let me just let me just rethink these things and um, and see. So I, that was a great moment. Nice. Very cool. So nice. anyways, we've... Uh, I'm glad you had a witness to verify that. I have a video. <laughs> I have, I have witnesses witness. to verify this experience. <laughs> that it actually happened. This brush with uh, greatness. There it is. <laughs> I was wondering what word you were going to Much play. better. That's <laughs> fantastic. Good times. But yeah, so today we're visiting. We're talking through the idea of finance. So why? what would be some reasons, you guys, that a, that a household, that a family should really start buckling down and thinking through planning their finances laying them out what's what's some good reasons would you say well uh i think just recent experiences with a pandemic has shown many people why it should be important to uh, buckle down on their finances absolutely because the future is uncertain you don't know know. right you don't know you don't know what the immediate future holds and the idea so one of the principles that we're going to talk about today is having that three month long operating fund right? right right and before the pandemic hit I bet you a lot of people were thinking three months. That's way too much. And here we were, right. walking through three months. There you have it. <laughs> you yep. know, real quick, there real quick. Yep. It's important stuff to think about. Very yes, true. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of times when you'll have an opportunity. Maybe it's a financial opportunity, and you wish you had money. <laughs> or, or, or there might yeah. be a need, a, a need that your neighbor has, mm. but you've stretched yourself so far. Leaving no margins or Mm. room for error, and you can't be generous. You can't help because you have no money. Right, right. So there are many, many reasons. Preparation, godliness, generosity, Mm. peace, joy, um, the stability and the harmony between a husband and a wife. Mm. So many reasons why we need to get our stewardship of the money that God has given us straight. Amen. Got to get it right. Amen. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can I can totally attest to that. Having like something in the bank to be able to help somebody in need. What a wonderful gift! So that many would be. reasons. Oh my Amen. gosh! Right. Amen. So what do we? So we're gonna walk through them. What do we do? Yeah, like, we're gonna we're gonna go through the baby steps, not because they have been handed to us by the finger of God on clay, um, <laughs> but because they are a good distillation, a good step by step program right. for moving from slave to debt. Living paycheck to paycheck, mm-hmm. unprepared for generosity or for emergency, mm-hmm. to getting your finances and your stewardship in order. It's it's a good map. They're they're not absolute, but they are basically the most influential and the most popular uh, method of going from indebtedness to wealth. And so we're going to just walk through the baby steps on this show. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, interact with some listeners, answer some questions, and maybe. Um, you know, deconstruct some of the myths and narratives and uh, and help people understand these things. Definitely. Because right. when you start talking about it, people get annoyed. Right. I mean, I've, sure. I've been there myself. Um, and so you will hear was things like... Bad? Was I that bad at one point? No, no, no. no. 
people just get annoyed because you're meddling in things that are touchy and, yeah. and difficult for them. And you it does sometimes require repentance. It's one of the three big things you're not supposed to talk about if you're going to keep any friends. You don't talk about money, politics, or religion. Look at all the shows we do. Right. <laughs> exactly. We talk about all of them. Yeah, I, that's, I, that I, could be the name of our network. <laughs> the things you don't talk about. Money. Taboo religion. topics. The, um, so just some interesting statistics that I just pulled up here. So the average, the median household income, not average, the median household income is about $60,000 or so. That's gone up about $20,000 in the last 20 years. But the typical American household now carries an average debt of, are you ready for this? Hmm. $137,000. It's the average Man. home. That's amazing. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, as a guy who, you know, used to be in a lot of credit card debt, that's so much fear and anxiety and panic that comes. There's so much, like, you just don't know. You're Sleepless always, nights. like you're saying, living yep. paycheck to paycheck. And Why? it's the number one reason for divorce. Oh, yep. Wow. The the fights, the disharmony in a family. Number one reason is money fights. Right. Mm. I believe money it. fights. I believe it. But yeah, so baby steps, man. Step one. Let's say we're, we're trying ready? to get started. We're getting our finances in order. What's the first thing that we do? Very first step one A. Well, I'll give a step point five. Okay. First. <laughs> well, you know, you have to have a goal. You have to know why you're doing this. You oh, have okay. to have like an end result as to, you know, at the end of the day, why are we doing this? So... You know, we want to be faithful stewards of what God has given us. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be, you know, shackled down by debt or by any other encumbrances that mm-hmm. would keep us from you know, building God's kingdom, which right. is what we're called to do the as Christians. Is slave to the lender. Right, exactly. We you know, we, we want to adhere to those principles. So having that goal in mind, the end result, what do we want this to look like mm-hmm. at, at the end of the day? Um, you know, that's the first thing we need to do. And then at that point, you know, we need to see, well, how much debt do we have? Do we have debt? Uh, what is the way that we need to get out? So mm. the first thing that, uh, that of course, Ramsey says, and it is a good principle to use, um, mm. is $1,000 in the bank. Do your best Step to one. save up $1,000. Put that $1,000 in the bank. And lock it away. Yep, yep. Have it ready for anything that may come up. Mm. Yep. Like right. your transmission fails in your car. You got yep. a sudden trip to the emergency room that you weren't expecting. Exactly. When your only option used to be, well, I got to put that on a credit card. Right. Now you actually have a cash reserve to be able to tap into and utilize. So you're not going further and further down into the mm-hmm. rabbit hole. Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Temporarily, it's going to be $1,000. We're going to raise it later on, but right now, let's just, keep it at 1000 Just to start. Step right. one. Yeah. Right, because we need to make way for the next step. So let me go back with you. You said goals are important. Mm-hmm. So let's say somebody coming into this, maybe they're brand new to thinking about their finances. What would be like some good godly goals for them to start with? Just just first out of the gate. Sure. Uh, well, the, the first one I can think of is Scripture tells us to leave an inheritance to our children and mm. our children's children. So that's a great goal Absolutely. to shoot for. Absolutely. Like, I want to leave a godly inheritance to my kids. I want my kids to build on the foundation that I've put down to continue to build the kingdom more and more and more after I'm gone. Not an know? inheritance of debt. Right. Inheritance of, yeah. Right. Not, we don't want negative integers in, in this. <laughs> we want to go positive. Right. So, yeah, right. that's the, that's one that I can think of. Yeah. Generosity. Yep. And we are called to be stewards, faithful in the little things. And that means, at a minimum, we should know where our money's coming from and where it's going. Mm. We should have wise biblical um, strategies for stewarding the money that he gives us. Mm. Can we expect him to give us more? 
if we're not faithful in what he's already given us. Mm, right. And so Amen. it's part of just godly Christian living mm. that we must learn to be good stewards. So track, in other words, like you need to know how much money's coming in. A good man, a steward is another word for a manager. Mm-hmm. And good managers always take inventory. Mm-hmm. They, a, they have a ledger. A manager that doesn't take inventory and, and balance out his, uh, his cash register at the end of the day is going to be fired. He can't be trusted with right. the goods. It's very, and very so all, all of this is, goes into being a faithful steward by God's grace mm-hmm. through faith in his principles that are taught in Scripture. Mm-hmm. And we're going to show how each of these are based in Scripture. So in other words, we need to have a budget. That's where it all begins, That's where it starts. Correct? You're not going to get to the $1,000 saved. Right. Some people have never saved anything. You're not going right. to get to $1,000 if you don't first, husband and wife, if you're married, Mm-hmm. Get together with a budget and figure out how to do this month in and month out to put away money to get to a thousand. Right. Some people, what I've found is that some people will mistakenly think, "Well, I just won't spend any more money." That's how I'll right. I'll sock my money away. They, right. They, right. The theory is that they can out earn their spending. Right. Exactly. You know, I'll out earn stupid. Right. But, but if you don't you track can't. it, it can't be done. That's right. It's just, well, I, I think last time I looked at the bank account, we got this much. Yeah, we can afford this today. We can, right. we can do you this see, this much. Now, this is what makes people so upset. I'm, this is it. Because mm-hmm. when you put it in a budget, it's, it's like a bunch of no, you can't. No, <laughs> no you may not. Yeah. Self-control. Self-discipline. Mm. God says no. That God says that's no. why it's important to have the goal in mind before you start. Because that's, right. that's all it's going to turn into. Thou right. shalt not. Thou shalt not. Thou shalt not. Right. You know, no dessert. No that's going very, out to eat. That's very smart, Scott. Because now instead of thinking about the knots, you're thinking about the the right. shells. Right. Like, we won't do this so we can do this. So that. Right. Yes. Amen. Right. Exactly. That's right. Amen. That's mm-hmm. excellent. So first first step one a we got budgets. We got goals. We got our family meetings dollars. with husband and wife coming together. They're planning. Yeah. Getting things. a budget app. Getting that inventory mm. and set that first goal of hitting a thousand. Yeah. But yep. but Pastor Scott, thousand's not going to be enough to cover my emergencies. So well, this is not it, may, be enough. it may not. It may not be on the outset. Granted, this this is true. But this paves that thousand dollars paves the way for what we're doing in step two. That's right. Mm-hmm. Step two is paying off all your debt except the house. I would Boom. I would add this. Yeah. And I think this is very very important. People see the thousand dollar number, and they immediately go to not possible. Sure. Mm-hmm. First of all, you need to remember when you're being faithful to the Lord, He'll come alongside you. Absolutely, okay. definitely. But, but secondly, the mouth you, of the you, yeah, Amen. But secondly, you got to realize that the reason why this is a thousand and it's really small is to provide you no wiggle room. It's meant almost like training, uh, training wheels. Mm. It is a behavioral modification technique. Mm-hmm. It's not so much a budget or an accounting thing. This is not something that your typical accountant would tell you. This is something a a financial counselor would tell you. You have a spending problem. You have a heart problem. Mm. You have a power Mm. problem. Mm -hmm. A a lack of self-control problem. problem. Mm. This $1,000, it's not meant to be enough. It's meant to discipline you Mm. and to change your behavior as you trust in the Lord and follow it. So um, one of the things about these baby steps is they're not really something designed by an egghead an, uh, an accountant or finance person. Mm-hmm, um, right. They're they're really very um, emotional, uh, behavioral, 
Mm-hmm. They, they take into consideration the whole of a human, the spiritual and the physical aspects of a human, yeah. and not just math and numbers. Well, right? I, I remember the first time that we like actually we did it with a budget app. We got the, the Wine app, the You Need a Budget app. Super helpful. Costs 100 bucks a year. I think you can get it for free for a couple of months. But anyway, um, we got that, and I remember the first time that we did our budget and we were able to put away our $1,000 emergency fund right there on the side. And I got man, that felt that felt great. It was good. It was yeah, like it I, nice. we did it. Yeah, there's money here. So and you then, need those wins. Oh, and yeah. then you and you're able to go back and say, no, there's always money in the bank. It's not running down to the trickling dollar seventy two at the end of the month where you're right. like, uh oh, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Guess mm-hmm. we're not eating for a few days right, here right, until right. the first. It's really, really helpful. Really right. encouraging. I find good. Definitely. So, thousand dollar emergency fund, and then we're gonna do what? Well, now we have that thousand saved. Mm-hmm. We have a little bit of a cushion in case something would happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In case transmission goes out, in case a uh, water line breaks in your home, yeah. you have that little cushion. Car needs new tires, septic tank backs up, all that stuff. Yeah, all that stuff. And it will happen. Yep, that's it right. will. It's guaranteed <laughs> to happen. Exactly. Yep. In some emerge. way, in some way, a rainy day will happen. Mm-hmm. That, that's yeah. good. Uh, but that paves the way for step two. Step two is that's the game changer. It's paying off all of your debt except for your house. If you have a, a house payment. So why not the house too, Scott? Why are we not talking about the house yet? Well, because there's several reasons. One, the house is an appreciating asset. So we're going to go ahead and wait on that one. And it's a it's an astronomical number, usually, right. compared with, to the other debts you have. 200000 right. you know, 300000 it, it, it would seem like an impossible mountain to climb. But mm. what we want to do is, is we want to uh, make all of put some smaller goals inside of baby step two mm. to make uh to make some traction and mm-hmm. to keep like you psychologically motivated and to, to stay on it so right. basically the idea is to pay off your debt smallest to largest and then you take the smallest debt if you've paid that off take what you were paying on the smallest debt put it to the larger one do that again put it to the larger one and it mm. creates a debt snowball Ooh, so yes snowball i yes, like that yes so like so for example let's just play it out i've got four credit cards and a car note you know car notes three hundred dollars a month one of my credit cards is fifteen dollars a month and we got every number in between right i would start with the smallest fifteen dollars a month right and then i dump every spare dollar i have towards that particular one exactly then pay the I minimum balances the minimum. on everything else mm-hmm. pay the minimum right. on everything else mm-hmm. and then i take that fifteen dollars that i was paying to that one once it's empty and dump it up to the next highest balance. So now exactly. I got fifteen plus everything else, and right. then eventually you do that three or four times. Now you got your whole car note times two right. that you're dumping towards your car, mm-hmm. right. and you finish that yeah. out as well. Exactly. And awesome. in the middle of those, as you pay off that smaller one, man, you're just gonna, you're going to get such a charge of energy. Oh man, like you're going to be like, wow, we can really do this. Dude, like we can get out of this mess. I remember, I remember, like my wife, my my wife and I, we had like a celebration. Whenever yeah. we paid our credit cards off, like we'd sit there and be like, "You want to push the button? Right, <laughs> do you, right, you want right. to push it? Yeah, like, here we go. We're pushing it. Yeah. It's it was yeah. it was a lot of fun, man. Definitely. It was so free. <laughs> get let your kid. Let get, me add. The, oh, I was about to get say your that. kids involved with it too. Yeah, oh, yeah, have them on, in on it as well. Like, look, mom, mom and dad want to be faithful to the Lord. We want to be faithful to what He's given us. Mm. So you know, we've we've made some mistakes in the past, and mm. the Lord is enabling us, giving us a second chance to get out of this. Yep. And we want you guys to understand and never be a part of this. You know, never be a <laughs> part Get of the being heck enslaved away. to debt mm-hmm. yeah. now and we're going to celebrate every time the lord has gotten us out of financial Amen. bondage Amen. altogether Amen. Amen. the bible teaches that the debtor is slaved to the lender mm. and this is a spiritual truth mm-hmm. and it is 
Totally true. We believe that when Jesus Christ promises that he'll set us free, free indeed, that he means not just spiritually, but even financially, mm-hmm. all, yeah. the, all the way to every corner of life. And so when you're being set free from debt, make sure you bring your kids so that your family, your family tree never becomes enslaved again. Amen. You're handing Amen. down an inheritance of freedom in Christ. Mm. You're trusting in God's provision instead of the immediate gratification of the other gods, Visa, Discover, Chase, uh, What a great inheritance right. to hand down, to be able to get your kids started on such a solid footing to where they'll look at that and, and cringe. You know, right. That'll be their initial reaction, to be able to live in freedom like that. That's and, great. And let me add this, and sell. While you're doing it, you're not just budgeting and paying off debts. You're also looking around the house. Mm-hmm. Dave Ramsey says the dog starts to get worried that he's next. Right. <laughs> like, there's, a, there's an attitude of aggression involved in this. That's this right. is, yeah. You're not casually getting out of this. You may have casually walked into this mess right. over years and years and years. But you're fighting to get out. But you are aggressively trying to get out. Mm. So you are you are looking for any possible opportunity, any possible way to to get some capital, get some mm. money to be able to pay off Visa. And You're tired of being a slave. Exactly. That could be the sale of assets. That could be side hustles, extra income That's that right. you're picking That's up right. on the side. You know, you could start um, babysitting more, picking up like trash pickup jobs, or That's right. a buddy of mine right. who hustles, a couple of friends of mine who hustle pressure washing gigs on the weekend, you know, mm-hmm. so it's, All of they're the above. aggressively working to get rid of that stuff. That's what's awesome. our uh, What's our folks saying? We got some comments and questions? and um, Not quite Everybody's yet. out of debt? Everybody is completely free from debt. We have 18,000 viewers right now. It's Maybe fantastic. we just need to do a debt-free screen with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> They're out of debt. But yeah, man. Um, so we got, we got our $1,000 emergency fund. We do our well, debt snowball. snowball right. the We're debt. starting to work through mm-hmm. that. Not now, the house, though. Not the house. We're leaving that alone for now. What, what do we do next? Or is there something we do while we're debt snowballing? Well, you know... It, it may take a while, baby step two. I don't want to quite leave baby step two yet. It's gonna, okay. It may take a little while. You know, it, it may have taken years for a family to get into the, the financial bondage they've gotten into. Good and one. I want to encourage anyone out there that's fighting and clawing to get out of this. Uh, it, it may take you a while to get out of it, too. So you have How to long be did patient. it take y'all? Um, it took us, that's a good question. It took us about... 25 months, 24 months. Stacy yeah. will be on the comments. She'll correct me in just a second. <laughs> uh, it, t- it took a while, yeah. you know. It's mostly student loans. There's, you know, oh, yeah. you know, the student oh. loans are the, oh, they're the they're the bane of so many young adults' existence right now. With that, absolutely, you know. And the thing about student loans is, is like, you know, I, I've told Stacy several times in the middle of everything, it's like, oh, I wish I could sell this degree and get some money back to pay this thing <laughs> off, but you can't. You have, you know, right. you're in bondage. Yep, yep. you're in bondage. It's, and student loans, you can't bankruptcy out of a student loan right. that's with you no matter what yep. right. speaking of systemic injustice right <laughs> there you go Bradley. student loan debacle oh yep. man that's right it's, it's messed up so you're, you're paying off your debts it's gonna take time right don't get discouraged right. you know keep at, at it at this point i think it's important to say it'd be really good for people to have a christian community to be a part of you know yeah. some friends that are that are in the trenches with them it so helps. that can that can encourage them they can encourage the, one another and help each other fight and they can right. go over to each other's house and eat ramen and rice and beans <laughs> right. and That's it. have cheap parties you know like <laughs> yeah. all that kind of fun stuff right exactly Four years wandering around. 18 when we doubled down 18, on it, Stacy okay. says. I exaggerated a bit. Four 18. years wandering around. <laughs> yeah, for us to be out of our credit cards, I think it took yeah. us probably about four years, five years, something mm-hmm. like that to finish it. So, But it was a good... Whew. Well, for nice us, it was done. about two years. It was mostly because we were on this um, leverage track. 
You know, there's another um, way of accumulating wealth that is taught out there, and that's you use debt as leverage mm-hmm. to build up your portfolio of rental properties or something like that. And so I was on that particular track. I had like at least four different homes, you know, leveraging the bank, mm-hmm. um, renting them out, flipping them, doing things like that. But the more and more I considered the amount of stress and time and um, the property tax and the insurance and tenants not paying on time, the more I realized, you know, this is just not worth it. It's another form of bondage. This, and and I'm, in, I'm in debt. I'm enslaved here. So for us, it took not only doing all the steps, but selling off this this debt, selling mm-hmm. off these homes, and and uh, getting debt free. Right, you have to take risk into account. You have to take the future into account. You know, not whenever you go down that road and you have this ideal of how things should go as far as leveraging rental properties and going into debt to go for it. You have this idea in your mind, but it, you know, it you rarely factor in things that could go wrong. You know, mm, that's right. things could always go wrong. Tenants could always up and leave you well, if at, I, any, at any moment. If I mean, I, if ask I rem- Pastor Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's absolutely true. If, if I remember the story of why Dave Ramsey is the way he is, and correct me if I'm wrong in this, but it's it's because he was doing something similar to the leverage he plan. Was, he certainly. was buying properties, flipping them, selling them, and then one particular house went sideways. And his, something uh, to do with his the seller. bank was uh, sold to another bank. Mm. And the new bank didn't like the fact that this 26-year-old had millions of dollars in debt to them, and so they called the loans. Everything in full. Dang. Mm-hmm. Don't like Millions that. and millions of dollars. That's awful. Now All at back. once. Now pay it. Right. Oh, uh, I can't. Can't do that. Yep. And that's another illustration of what we said before. The borrower is slave to the lender. And you do not want to be no. the slave of a bank. I was talking right. to a friend of mine. Magamat, actually. I was talking to Magamat yesterday, a friend of mine, Mr. Matt, and uh, we were talking about some issues that he and I are actually both dealing with right now nice. with house insurance companies. Mm. And the house insurance companies are contacting he and now me, too, and saying, hey, you don't have insurance. You need to take care of it. Mm. And both of our situations mm-hmm. can actually be very easily resolved. And we were like, well, why don't you just call our insurance agent and, and they'll sort this part out. And they yeah. said, no, you have to do that. Mm. And I thought, why wouldn't you... Oh, because the borrower is slave to the lender. Because I'm They're your master. The, that's right, because <laughs> they have the sway. They have the right. pull and the power. It's such an interesting real-life application of seeing what's going on mm-hmm. there. Right. We got lots of people in the feed engaging Good. with us here. We got one. Um, Raquel Manuel says that when the, her parents paid off their credit card debt, they actually let the kids cut up the credit cards with scissors. Great. What a That's great awesome way idea. to like pass that on to your children. Someone I know took the cut-up cards and made a collage. Was that you guys? Yeah, that was our last FPU class. You, you, that oh, our, that, at the Christ Church, we right. had an FPU class. Right. Quick and, plug, we should be having another one here pretty soon. Coming up here oh, pretty soon. It's in the works. You got a date for it yet? Not a, not a, not a hard date. Not Probably hard the date. beginning of July. So. Okay. So, but if they wanna if they wanna get more information on it, how would we hook them up? Uh, you can you can talk to me. You can talk to Cody Gross. Yeah, awesome. They can email the church yeah. through the website. Yeah. Email the church. Contact yeah. us through our website. You can contact us through the Christ Church Media page or any of our church location pages. We'd be happy to get you connected with that. Yeah. Um, Tim Frazier says that it's looking like it's going to be about three years, all in all, for them to get out. You got it, Tim. You Fight can do hard, it, Tim. Yeah, you got it, buddy. You're gonna you're gonna get there, bro. Freedom's worth it. That's exactly right. But hey, I, we didn't mention this from the beginning. But 
at the very beginning, you have to cut up the credit cards. Yes. Stop using them. Like That's we, right. We, Stop using them. Yeah. We, gotta, we gotta cut up the credit that. cards. Gotta cancel those accounts. But what if there's an emergency? Thousand dollars. I don't feel safe. <laughs> <laughs> but what if I want, you know, to take my wife out on a dinner date? It's 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 Valentine's right. Day. Right. You, right. You, your arteries oh. are bleeding. You cannot. You can't like suture that with, uh, you know. <laughs> I just put some duct tape on band eventually, eventually, you need to get to surgery. <laughs> I love the scene. Michael Scott, he walks up to the whole table. They're in the bar after work, and he's like, pulls out his credit card. Drinks on me, guys. Yeah. And Oscar, the accountant's like, just put your uh, card away. We'll we'll pay for our own drinks. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's like. It's a party. It's in. You know, I'm a free spirit. I'm a. I'm a. Uh, my wife is a free spirit too. You know, boy, when you have a credit card. It's dangerous. Yep. It's dangerous. You can get yourself into slavery real, real quick. Oh, and, you no, know, no. Uh, Chase uh, Freedom Card would be freedom. glad. <laughs> would be card. glad to empower you. That's right. exactly. Right. Right. Oh yeah. And oh, but oh, also yeah. the FICO score. We need to mention that. Oh, the great god of the FICO. Yes. Yes. Bow down to great FICO. The but my great credit score. Standard of righteousness. Pastor Scott, my credit score is going to drop. That's oh no. Too sad. Well, I mean, all the FICO score is is just an I love debt score. That's all it is. Mm. Like it is no. It has no real measurement of wealth. Like you can have two million dollars in the bank, and your FICO score is low, and people won't give you a loan. Companies, apartments won't give you a loan because of that FICO score. It has zero measurement of how wealthy you are. Mm. All the FICO score does is just show how much you're in debt and how much you how much debt you've acquired, mm-hmm. and how much essentially you love debt. Do you and, do so you faithfully <laughs> pay your gods? How good right, you exactly. are at making other people rich. Exactly. Mm. And some of us are proud of being really good. And making right. somebody else wealthy. <laughs> Good little slaves. Exactly. Right. So, so if you don't plan on borrowing money ever again, the FICO score is irrelevant. You don't need it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Because you're putting all you're socking all your money away. Exactly. So, what do you say to the person who says, "But I want to buy a house. I, well, I don't there, have a credit score to buy a house." Sure. There, there are many ways to go around that traditional process. I believe it's called manual underwriting. Mm-hmm, there um, is. You can go through that process, and they'll they'll look at how uh, faithfully you've paid your bills. Mm-hmm. They'll look at. Uh, They're like a local bank that knows you. Right. You'll and have to go through it through mm-hmm. a credit union. We, we have um, real estate agents and um, brokers, loan officers in our church, in Christ Church, that mm-hmm. can direct someone to how to go about doing it. Mm-hmm. But honestly, the if even if you can't buy a big, fancy, expensive home, mm-hmm. the freedom is worth it. Matt, that's yeah. what the freedom you did, is really wasn't worth. It? It. You went through manual underwriting whenever you bought your house, wasn't that right? They were checking like your old bill history and when you paid your cell phone stuff, and yeah. So we there got an go. example in the room of that actually happening. There it can, you go. It, it can it, be it done. It can happen. Yeah. Right. That's mm-hmm. right. You don't need to listen to the. But you'll never buy a house. You don't need to listen to that. This, yeah. when we say the FICA score, disregard it. It's just a, a score of how good you are at making other people wealthy. That mm-hmm. it's not a standard of righteousness. Mm-hmm. This is one of the most offensive things because mm-hmm. we are going against the standard doctrines of our world. Right. But the credit card com- companies and other oppressive, uh, unjust corporations and systems out there have spent billions and billions of dollars to program our hearts and our souls and our brains. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're pr- mm-hmm. we are rebuking what is just assumed truth mm-hmm. you don't need to build a credit score take if you want to take pride in something take pride in the fact that you have a zero fico score Inde- indeterminable i think indeterminable. that's indeterminable none of their business <laughs> right. well i think it's defund visa 
Defund the credit cards. <laughs> Defund the credit cards. Well done. I, I think for a lot of people, it becomes their credit score, at least their efforts towards their credit score, it becomes part of your identity. Do you know what I'm saying? And it, so it whenever we say, they boast about it. Don't worry about it. That's the piece that offends folks. But right. that's part of you know what we do as pastors is say, here's what the world is leading you into. Run away. Trust right. the Lord and his provision. Amen. And, and how much money he's actually given you. Amen. Not how much access you have to uh, someone else's supposed money. Right. right. That's right. right. Your justification's in Christ. It's not in your FICO score. That's right. It's oh, not yeah. in your how much money you have in the bank. Not That's right. According to any of those things. That's exactly right. Ever Amen. since we paid off our credit cards, our credit score looks great on paper right now. But I just remember, don't want that. Right. <laughs> don't want that <laughs> get allergic to it. Did that right. already. And if you continue to stay away from debt, that score, you'll see that score continue to fall mm. and fall and fall. Mm. And you're just like, hallelujah. Great. That's right. That's Give awesome. me that zero. Yes, Give exactly. me that goose egg. I want yeah. that. I got the house I'm going to die in. I don't I need mean, anything. What I'm an done. unjust system um, mm. dominated by the, the kingdom of darkness mm. has, is giving you a thumbs up. It's a good job. No, you want him to give you a thumbs down. Exactly. You rejoice in the thumbs down. Right. Like, I, when, I, when I get that FICO down to zero, it's going on the fridge. <laughs> I'm putting it on Facebook. I'm, I'm putting it on Insta. I'm bragging. <laughs> Look what I got, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> zero. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. amazing. It's more than likely you have money. They don't have, they don't have your money. You that's have your right. money. I actually <laughs> have it. As long as I can keep it from being taken by the government. Which, But that's a different show. Darlene Peterson in the feed, she says, your FICO score won't feed you. Amen to that. Amen, Ooh. bro. Nice. That's very Amen. true. Nice. All right, so we're dead snowballing. Probably going to take some time. Need a community. Get folks around you. Rally yep. and cheer with each other. What's next, Pastor Scott? Where are we well, headed next? After, you, after you've paid off all your debt, you need to celebrate. Need to celebrate. Throw a party. Yep, throw a party. Like it. Have mm. a big fiesta. In, <laughs> Amen. You know, praise, praise God that He got you through all of that fighting and clawing, and he, He's gotten you to a place where now the fulcrum has changed. Mm. Now you begin to start actually building wealth instead of having wealth taken from you. Now you can actually, like we talked about before, with a house, that's an appreciating asset. Now you can start to gather appreciating assets. Exactly. Yes. Instead of perpetually owing someone all the time, right. now you can gather things. Exactly grow true right. wealth. That's fantastic. Yep. Acknowledge that fact. It, it, you know, Me and my wife look back on that season of Baby Step 2 as like, oh, Never going back to that again. Mm. Ever, ever, ever. Never going to happen. <laughs> we have to keep that in your mind. Oh, and, you know, I think that's why the Lord, you know, it, sometimes he enables us to go through that season for a very long time. So mm. that can really be stamped into our brains oh, to yeah. never, ever go back to that time. My wife and I, we've been married for nearly 15 years. The first 10 of it was under the oppression of so much debt and it caused so much stress and anxiety yeah. in our relationship and just in general as well and now to be out on the other side of it it's so easy to say never I'm never doing that right. again bro the second you're <laughs> tempted you're like oh I remember this. <laughs> I will nope, sell this house. <laughs> we, will, we will liquidate everything before we ever go back right, because to the, that place Because again. the Facebook ads will still come at you. Oh, yeah. The commercials will still come at you. The whole consumeristic culture is still going to come after you. Chases you down. And, you have, right. and the Lord has given you that season of life to look back on. And mm. you can 
gladly, you know, uh, push back the temptation. No, your friends aren't going to be tracking necessarily. Not necessarily. They're going to have, you know, all the toys and, and the gadgets and the and the That's extra right. loans around the property. Right. And so it's going to be kind of tempting right. to stay. But you'll have your, your covenant place. community who That's right. are not in that. So hopefully, hopefully. Yes. That's, That's right. the hope. Hopefully. Yeah. The discipline of the Lord is painful for mm. a season, but in the end it works the fruit of righteousness. Amen. And um, I think that's really what we're talking about here is sin gets you into a mess. Mm. You repent and the father takes you under his wing, chastises you for a season, disciplines you, trains you, builds you up. So that right. you don't go back, you got to so that you can learn from your lessons. Definitely, Don- Jonathan Dupuis in our feed. He says that uh, one time a missionary explained to them that the greatest hindrance in Americans being obedient to the call to missions is debt. Amen. That's very they, true. They don't have the financial freedom to be able to pack up and move out. Well, my operating expenses every year are seventy thousand dollars. It's true. But yep. are they? Are when they we look though? into church planners for um, down here in South Louisiana, mm-hmm. one of the things we're looking at. Is are they financially able to do it? That's if right. they're encumbered by debt, they can't be a church planner. It's because you're not going to make a lot of money in no. this field. You may make nothing. <laughs> right, right. This is not this is not where you you go make it and get get a big paycheck for sure for sure. So finish paying off your debt, snowball. Mm-hmm. Throw a party. Yep. Get Enjoy your friends it. over. Mm-hmm. Have a fun time. You know, celebrate, rejoice with your children. talking about building wealth right so exactly what do i what do i do to start building wealth all right well you remember that thousand dollars that you still have in the bank right that's right, that's right. thousand dollars now baby step three let's grow that thousand dollars to three to six months of expenses in your Ooh. emergency fund fully funded emergency fund so in order to do that this goes back to what we talked about before you got to know what your monthly expenses are. Right, exactly. You, oh, you got to be budgeting throughout yep. the whole thing. The whole thing. thing. The budgeting is is never going to go that away. That never changes. Right. You mm-hmm. always check your numbers. You're right. always checking the ledger. Being a good steward, like we talked mm-hmm. about before. Yep. So Definitely. three to six months, you figure out what your your monthly cost is. Right. Whatever that might be. You know, you figure out your, your monthly expenditures. Right. Um, now, do we have categories in our monthly budget for things like date nights and stuff like oh, that? certainly. That's there. You certainly. Know? Yes. So you put all that together. You say, I need three months, six months of this. Now that you're in baby step three, now you can start making some fun categories. Mm. And some you can actually go on vacation. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> you can eat something other than red bean and rice. <laughs> yes. Yes. Definitely. That's right. You can begin to enjoy the what God has given you a little bit more. Amen. In that phase, uh, right. you know, th- but at the same time, in baby step three, I want to encourage you to you need to be aggressive with that as well. Get that three to six months in the bank. Get it done before something before something bad happens. Lock it, you down. know, because something. Remember, rainy days are they're bound to come. We so just you, got through one. Yeah, exactly. Know? And exactly. everybody who had their three to six months sat back and said. Oh, we're okay. See, this, right. We're going to be all right. Uh, right. Man without God, humanistic man, has too much confidence in himself. Mm-hmm. He believes in the um, heresy of uniformitarianism, which means the way the world is now is the way it's always going to be. Mm-hmm. He doesn't believe in the doctrine of the fall, and he doesn't believe in the Proverbs that warn us of coming disasters and coming difficulties. Mm-hmm. He's not thinking biblically enough. He's um, delusional right. with positive thinking, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so. But the godly man who believes the word of God and has a Christian worldview is going to be faithful to not only stay free, but to have an emergency fund mm-hmm. so that he doesn't fall back into slavery. Well, and right. think about it too. So, the world ran out of money. Therefore, or the average household, many people were 
they lost their jobs, they ran into all kinds of different hardships, maybe they had to shut their businesses down, shutter the doors for a season. Income stops. That's right. right. Income stopped for maybe a week or two weeks for many of these households, and immediately the next thing that was being said was, don't worry, guys, the government is going to mail us a check. Mm. Because I think we it was missed like manna. That. It's like manna from heaven. That's right. We, mm. we missed the principle of having something put away. Right. Something to save for later. And because because of that, we needed somebody to save us. And then we got to see that the manna from we, heaven, as you say, we, would be rained down from the right. government. We couldn't self-govern, mm. so we needed someone else to govern for us. To come in and save right. us. Exactly. Right, exactly. Mm. Right. Which, this is not the point of this show, but it shows us that our refusal to steward, to save, and to live in debt is a deep-seated heart problem. Definitely. It's an idolatry mm. problem. Amen. Um, and it is, it's affecting all of our life and, our, and the life of our nation. Right. Raquel right. Manuel, who is the CEO of the St. Landry Parish Chamber of Commerce, she dropped in the comments that business owners, they need their three to six months in the bank, too. Amen. Certainly. Being able to hold your employees. We don't, we don't, I don't um, own a uh, on-the-books business, mm-hmm. but um, as a pastor of a church, we led our church through um, something similar to this. Having an emergency fund. Got an emergency fund our for our months. church. Yep. And um, before the virus hit, before this economic suppression happened. It was literally probably, we finished that maybe three or four months before COVID-19 God, God was hit. good to us. That was, right. that was amazing. What an it, amazing You know, tradition. early on in my pastoral career, I believe some lies that were taught to me by well-intentioned pastors, um, just foolish, that, you know, the church is not a bank. Whatever money comes in, you need to spend it. You need to be on mission. Trust the Lord. Mm-hmm. Well, this was foolish. It was This was like racing down the interstate at 200 miles per hour with no seatbelt. Right. Mm. Th- this is not how we trust the Lord. We trust the Lord by having an emergency fund because the Bible tells us to have an emergency fund. Mm-hmm. Thou shalt not test the Lord your God. Amen. That's exactly what that is. It's testing him. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so we're, we're yes, starting indeed. to build wealth. Right? Right. What, get that emergency fund. Get right. that three to six month emergency fund put aside. That sounds like a job, but that's also going to take some time. Sure. Don't expect to be done with that super quick, I imagine. Right, right. And then, then what comes next? Or is there something happening alongside of that? Well, you know, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about the three to six months. You know, you need to, a lot of people have asked me, well, what do I, do I put more of a three month in or do I put more of a six month in? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that depends on each household. Mm. You know, if mm-hmm. if you are uh, frequently taking risks or your business or whatever you're doing involves a lot of risk and, and could be more volatile, then you may need to lean more towards the six month end, you know, save a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'll take this whole pandemic, for instance. You know, if if you are a small business owner, yes, I would recommend go to the six month side. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. if you are, you know, working at Walmart, so to speak, if you're working at Charmin, if you're working at Scott, right. if you're working in you know industries that are very stable, the government. Right. The, if you work for the government, if you're yeah, working if you're in government a very worker, stable, yeah, yeah a very yeah, secure then, job, then you can aim for the three month side of things. But you if know? you're a roughneck on an oil rig, oh, you should always have six months. That's in. right. It's yeah. volatile even without a pandemic. That's the oil right. Field is is all over the place. So sometimes. based on the volatility, and of course, like you know, we're pastors. We can help people come to these kind of decisions. They don't got to feel like they can do it. In fact, we got Christy Wagasback who's asking a question. She's like, "How important is it that the three to six months actually be?" In the bank, she's worried about her ability I to can, self-discipline uh, I can herself. I feel there. that it needs to be liquid. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to have access to it, so not in a, a CD. 
Mm. Uh, certificate of depreciation, I think. That's a depression. <laughs> <laughs> certificate of depression. Right? Um, not in some place where you can't get at it. You know, you're not mm. going to take your emergency fund and invest in land. Right. Um, right. But it. But you could. I think it would be fine to put it in a type of account that's not hooked up to your daily transfers. Like a savings like, account. My family and I, we bank with one particular bank, mm-hmm. and I can pull up an app on my phone and I can transfer money from all of those accounts. Mm. All right, and we have. Have certain um, savings accounts within them called mm-hmm. drip funds, where you're saving for a big bill that's coming up. That's more of an annual bill, mm-hmm. like vacation or annual insurance. Mm-hmm. And I've learned that it's very, very hard to save in these drip funds because soon as things get tight, I just go clickety click, transfer mm-hmm. into my main account. Right. right. So right. I was like, we cannot make this mistake with our defense fund, with our emergency fund. Mm, right. So we opened up an account at a separate bank that Smart. it's like all paper, no apps, no cell phone <laughs> nonsense. Right. One of those old school banks. Old like school a little local bank, lady which I, I'd like to transfer counter. everything to that bank. But um, we took our emergency fund, we stuck it in that bank, separate account. I don't even know how to get at it. <laughs> like My wife knows how. And she, we could drive to the bank and get to it. You know, it's liquid. It's there. But it's not um, easy. There's no impulse or whim. You can or, certainly walk through the doors and get the money. I could so, I could walk through the door the and bank. get it, but I'd have to drive to Washington. Oh. Right? Oh, nice. <laughs> I'd have One to go those. to the bank. Yes. Nice. It's, I mean, I have a yes. few. You, I am a firm believer in sabotaging the flesh. Mm. I'm a firm believer in that. It's not a form of, like, uh, legalism. But you want to um, dwell on Christ. You want to have the strength of Christ. But there's no reason why you need to um, present your flesh unnecessary opportunity. Well, it's mm. good to know the ways you're tempted. That's exactly right. Know, know, know yourself in that way. I'm a, I'm a born risk taker. Risks don't, they bounce off of me. I'm a free spirit. Mm. I'm more like Michael Scott than people realize. <laughs> I'm coming there, drinks on me. <laughs> so I was like, emergency fund has got to be yeah. tucked somewhere out in the woods where right. my wife can get to it only. And, you know. So, Absolutely. yes, Christy, you do what you can to make sure you don't sabotage yourself a little sabotage bit. Sabotage the flesh. I'm yeah, a right. firm believer in that. Yeah, Darlene Peterson says she still writes checks. As one of these methods <laughs> to try and make it a little bit Old more school. I like I that. See that. Yes, as as you're writing, as you're going through you that task of writing, the you can you can write think each a little, digit exactly. Exactly, it's a lot of zeros. Very wise. Yes, it's very smart. But yeah, man, three to six months, we're knocking that out. Yeah, and all of this is a defensive plan. That's right. You Defense. Know, I, yeah, this okay. is defensive. Okay. Uh, we're 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 setting ourselves up to go on offense and okay. to take and to take charge and to move mm. forward. But we got to have some defense first. That's right. So this three to six month, this is like our last step of defense. Is right. That right. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So as we, so what's next then? Are well, we stepping into offense next? Yeah, we're mm-hmm. stepping in some offense. Here okay. we go. You know, right. Baby step four. <laughs> Sorry, it gets uh, fun. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, baby step four is to uh, begin to put fifteen percent of your income aside for investments. Oh. Yeah, investments. Well, investments. This is, this is where we begin to save long-term for the future. Okay. You know, uh, Dave Ramsey suggests mutual funds, putting those into some mutual funds. So not like Mustang GTs? Those no. Don't count. No, I okay. wouldn't say those are appreciating okay. assets. Okay, yes. okay. Right. We, want, we want to put our money into things that, that can make us more money. Okay. You know, we, can, we want to put our five talents into things that can turn it into ten talents. Amen. So, so. mutual funds, that's mm-hmm. typically a, a, a safe 
a solid investment, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Over the long haul, it's very safe. Not, yep. a, it's not a short term yep, investment. That is not that is not an account you want to check every week. That okay. is not an account <laughs> you want to check every six months because <laughs> it, it goes up and down. Okay, but over the over the course of twenty or thirty years, you'll you will begin to see that. It's growing. The line is growing. It's mm-hmm. going up. Even okay. though it takes its peaks and mm-hmm. valleys, it's going up. It's going You're benefiting on compound interest. Mm-hmm. And you can't just invest by putting your money in a, in, in a mattress. Now, mm. it's unfortunate, but you can't do that because of inflation, mm. which I would call a hidden tax. Mm-hmm. It's one of the ways that our, our government steals from us. Our government does not respect our property. It doesn't respect the boundaries of our property. Um, it is in violation of God's commandments on account of that. Mm. Our, our government really does believe that it, all property belongs to it. Mm, right. And so because of inflation, if you put your money in a mattress, it will eventually be worth nothing. Right. Mm. It goes down in value. So when you're putting it into mutual funds, you're trying to rig the system. You're trying to beat inflation so that you can actually get some interest on your income. Mm. Jesus tells us in the parable of the talents, that Matt recently mentioned, that we should take advantage of compound interest. We should invest our talents in order to gain a profit. And um, Dave Ramsey pr- provides mutual funds. He says mutual funds and real estate. Right. But he says... Real estate. He, huh. he says you got to know what... You do not invest your money in anything that you don't understand yourself. Definitely. Mm. Definitely. You know, there's this, there's this myth out there that, you know, if... You know, the more complicated you, things you put your investment in, the better. That's simply not true. Like the more complicated, like if it's okay. a, yeah, the more complicated the investment, the more you know, uh, the more moving parts there are to the investment. That that must be the way to make money, right? And mm. he says no, that's not true. That's right. and the Bible says no too. Stick obviously, with simple, easy to understand, or at least things that you can understand. Maybe yes. you can understand the more complicated things. Maybe you've got a gifting Perhaps. in that. This right. is not a yeah. get rich quick scheme. No, it's right. Not. This right. is slow and steady wins the race. Trusting in God's provision over a long period of time. This is the ant storing away for the winter. That's like right. We're, we yeah. got a, it's a long game we're playing here. Amen. Not quick. Not right. quick. That's right. Right. So we're, we're putting money away little by little over time. 15% of your income, mm-hmm. I would say after uh, taxes takes their their uh, pound of flesh. Okay. Right. Um, yep. Whatever you have left, you're doing 15%. Drop 15%. Now we'll save the end of the show. We can talk about tithing. Sure. Mm-hmm. But um, after you tithe... And after um, taxes, Mm -hmm. 15% of your income, you're putting away every month. You're not touching it. You're not looking at it. And you're putting it into long-term investments where you can capitalize on compound interest. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. The offense begins. The offense begins. We start doing our investments. What do you say about, um, like, investing in businesses? Like, say somebody comes up to you and says, hey, man, I need an angel investor for this idea. Mm -hmm. We put that in the same category as this 15% or is that something else? Um... I, it's probably something else. Okay. I would I would certainly begin to put fifteen percent in things that you can di- be diversified. Okay, that means uh, you know putting your putting your money into mutual funds is a much safer, uh, more stable bet than putting it into one business. I'm not I'm not discouraging that sort yeah, of thing. But that's not probably that something might, down, that's the down the road. Yeah, down that's the road. later. Right. You need to have on. some wealth before you get creative exactly right before you start taking these massive risks yeah you don't want your only retirement to be placed into risky ventures right so when you sit down with a financial planner and you tell them i have no retirement i have no wealth i have no savings i have an emergency fund they're going to put you in a fund that is safe 
and it basically follows the biggest corporations on the planet. Mm. And the only way you lose all your money is if the world, you know, has an apocalypse. Right. right. <laughs> Not only national companies, but world. Yeah. Like yeah. You said, international growth stocks, pretty like right. vanilla, lame, so, right. boring, right. safe mutual funds. That's where they're going to start you. Mm-hmm. They'll Got put it. you some in the boring ones, and then they'll diversify even more and put some into more aggressive ones. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very your your money's. Quite safe. Y'all saw Amazon rose eight hundred dollars during the pandemic. Eight hundred dollars per share. <laughs> well, I mean, Holy of course smokes. they did because sure. their partners in crime shut down all the small businesses and all the small retail businesses. So now the ascendancy of Amazon has continued. Different show, but I'm frustrated about it. We can centralization, central planning, corporations partnering with the government. What could go wrong? Right. So, so another part of baby step four, if you have not begun to save for a home, if you have not owned your home as of yet, uh, begin to start doing that. Start putting money aside. Yep. Begin to uh, save for a down payment. Uh, Ramsey suggests 20% down for a home. Mm. Um, And he suggests that so you avoid the PMI penalties. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So for those of you that don't know, you buy a, you can buy a house for less than 20%. You can, there's 3%, 3 3.5, 5% loans, all different kinds of things. There's 0% down loans. But whenever you step into that, you pay what's called private mortgage insurance or PMI, which is a percentage of the total value of your loan until you're 20% into that. 20% 20% right. into that loan. Right. Then exactly. you don't have to pay it anymore. Right. The bank wants, to, or whoever your lender is, wants to make sure, at least through the first part of that loan, that they'll get their money's worth. They're going to get paid. That's, That's exactly, right. exactly right. But if you have now, a do 20% you do this, down. Do you start saving for money down on a home after your emergency fund? Yes, after the emergency fund. That's okay. why you need to stay aggressive throughout this whole process. Mm. Get your debt paid off. Get the emergency fund done so you can begin to you, get aggressive. You don't want to go into a new home without some defense without some emergency funds because oh, exactly. guess how in, much is yeah. gonna break right. <laughs> if you've never been a homeowner it's a responsibility and then the oh, new yeah. home you have won't be fun for you it won't be a joy Mm-mm. it'll just be a burden you'll come exactly. home and feel oppressed that's exactly right air conditioners ain't cheap guys mm, that's very your true. ac goes out <laughs> you just wrote a ten thousand dollar check <laughs> i will let me add this though it's important though to a, to try to get a home you know, at some point, certainly, because um, real estate appreciates, right? And if you're renting for a hundred, for if you're renting for eight hundred now, mm-hmm. in thirty years you're going to be renting for two thousand mm. because of inflation and appreciation. Right. You want if you get a home and you buy a home, do it right, do it right, but it locks in, mm-hmm. you know, sort of that price, right? So that you're not constantly being hit with ever-increasing rental prices mm. for the rest of your life. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, mm-hmm. the home appreciates. By the time you're done paying it off at the end of it, you'll look back and it'll be worth more, right. sort of, than what you paid for it. And we should also take a minute to say how wonderful it is to hand an inheritance to your children, like real estate. Yeah. To be yeah. able, imagine being able to say to your kids, "Here's your starter home. Mm-hmm. Here's how and cool. They, they they don't have to endure any of these things that we're talking about. They're able to just step in and they immediately step in on have baby assets. step seven. If they're oh, young man. enough, they won't know anything else. They'll never know. That's exactly <laughs> right. They'll be like, "Well, this is my house. Dad told me I get that one when I get older. That's where I'm going to live. What a beautiful picture of handing an inheritance down to your children. Amen. That's why we're talking about this is the long game. I would even argue that what we're really saying is this is the generational long game you know Mm. we're fighting and struggling so that our kids can have something better can start 
like you said, on Baby Step 7. That's, That's right. That's fantastic. Right. And they'll already have a foundation of wealth to work with because mm. you put in the hard work early. That's right. That's started. More generosity. More advancing of the kingdom. That's mm. compound more interest. More profit. <laughs> That's, That's compound interest. interest. Yeah, so baby. your family tree is advancing the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Um, yes. In whatever Amen. field God calls them to. Amen. Right. Right. Amen. So got that? getting that down payment for the house, mm. buying the house, Twenty. you got your 20% down, you got through your... Uh, 15% in a retirement account, mm-hmm. you know, consistently mm-hmm. every month, then it gets way more fun now. Yeah. All right. And you, you got babies five, baby steps five, six, and seven. And you can do all those at the same time. At the same time? At the same time. So what those are those? Are, those are simultaneous. Well, baby step five uh, is... Uh, uh, paying is, off your yeah, house. Paying off, well, paying off the house, mm-hmm. paying it off as quickly as you can, as Ooh. quickly as you're able. Double those the, monthly notes. Yep, double Maybe the notes. Maybe refi to but get don't a... Don't make um, yourself miserable, though. You want to yeah. live your life sure. at some point. Right, at some right. point, yeah. you take a breath. Not and you, scorched it, earth throughout right. this whole thing. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Not scorched earth, he so, says. You know, uh, begin to in, invest in your children, and if, you know, if they're called to go to a college or a vocational school, you know, begin to make investments early on. So Put they money can, aside for yeah, them. Yeah, start putting money Sides for that. There's several investment accounts that you can that oh. can use for your child's education. And again, that gives us a clear picture of a generational curve, like right. a generational trajectory that we're working on here. Right, exactly. That's, right. That's wonderful. Exactly. And you know, if you don't, if if you at the end of the day you don't have enough money to do that, well, you're not sinning against the Lord. It's okay. You know, yeah. God, God ultimately provides for each and every one of us, including Amen. your children. Right. Amen. So don't beat yourself up if you don't have enough left over to invest in those things. Sure. Right. Sure. So there's that, and then. There's baby step six, which is paying off the home early, getting that out of the way. Mm. And then there's baby step seven is to uh, build wealth and give, be, be generous. generous. Amen. 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 Yeah. And I, I think, you know, we were talking about this in our sermon series right now that the bank account of the Lord, um, generosity is actually a mechanism of wealth building. It is. That's, in God's economy, generosity is investing. Amen. That's yeah. right. Amen. You don't necessarily get the fact sheet and the data returns and all that stuff on paper right away, but the Lord works. And if, it's you, a if you know gift. the promises of Scripture and they are in your mind and you have a biblical worldview, you realize that generosity, you're investing in the kingdom of heaven. Mm. And uh, all of that comes back to you 100-fold. Amen. Amen. What do, you, what do you guys say? Let's say that somebody is under the oppression of debt. And all these steps that we just walked, it looks like Mount Everest to them. They're sure. saying, they're, I don't even know how to start. This seems like a never-ending process. What, what would be your advice to those families, to those individuals? Well, first of all, know God's promises. Remember God's promises. Remember that he's faithful to you. Amen. And remember that there's a reason why these steps are called baby steps. Mm. And you have to take it one step at a time. Mm. Just work on the first step, then the next step. Praying mm-hmm. and asking the Lord to help you and give you strength and to help you see the end goal. You know, that, that's what I would recommend, just taking it one step at a time. Uh, l- looking at the hope and the promises of the future, saying, oh, we want that. You know, mm-hmm. we, want it, we want to honor the Lord uh, with our finances and with, every, with everything that the Lord's given us. But we have to realize that it's going to take some time mm-hmm. and we're going to have to be patient with the, with the process. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's good. That's good. Yeah, for me, if if you're trusting in the Lord, you know his promises, you know his laws, you know that the gospel says that he will give to you his spirit, write his statutes on your lo- on your heart, mm. cause you to walk in them. Ooh. 
He writes them in your heart, calls you Say to walk again. in them. He's going Amen. to give you the power to do this. Amen. It's going to take initially some difficult repentance. Mm. And then after repentance, others are going to have to probably soothe some of the hurts that you are suffering from your own sins. Mm. It's going to be, a, it is psychologically difficult. It is painful. That's why it triggers so many people to talk about this. Sure. Um, but if you, if you recognize that the Lord will be faithful, if you repent of bad stewardship, of slavery to debt, and you turn to his word and, and to him, mm. as soon as you start to take steps forward, the waters will part. Amen. They don't ever part before you move. That's exactly You yes. have to take a few steps into yes. the shallow water before you experience any mm. form of covenantal faithfulness to meet you halfway. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So, Pastor Brandon, you said um, <laughs> when we get to the last step, step seven, that's whenever we finally get to the place where we become generous. So does that mean I don't tithe until step seven? Is that is that how that works? No, I, I would say that tithing is a biblical command mm-hmm. that is given to us in the old covenant, and then Jesus repeats it in um, ooh, Matthew, I believe. He says very clearly that we should tithe to the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. Um, so not only is it given to us in the Old Testament, it's repeated by Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now, Jesus doesn't need to repeat it for us to continue believing it, there's some laws that are changed and the form is changed and they are um, done away with on account of the cross. But tithing is taught Old Testament, repeated in the New Testament. And so it remains a law for the people of God that we give of our income that the Lord has given us because it comes from him. Ten mm-hmm. percent um, to our local church that it might be used for benevolence so that it might be used for the advancement of the gospel, mm-hmm. but also that it might be used to support the Levites or modern-day Levites, which are the teachers of his word, pastors and elders. And so that's a biblical command, and you're not not given license to not tithe because you've become a slave. Mm -hmm. Mm. In fact, I would say, I will say this. I and my family were never out of debt until we began to tithe. Amen. Because tithing was, it was a, a spiritual, like, confession it was a uh, homage to my real provider and lord mm. it, it was done out of i am screwing this up i'm not right my heart's not right in all of this you're my provider amen and i paid homage to him and almost immediately my family began to be out of debt it changed talk about a psychology change mm. it changed my mind it changed my heart mm. as an act of homage to my true provider amen so i think tithing from the very beginning is essential mm. essential to be successful in all of this right the lord promises that if you will honor him with your wealth he will honor you. Mm. If you're not honoring him with your wealth, I don't think you can reasonably expect for him to meet you halfway. Well, right. I can, I'd love, I was going to say pretty much exactly what you just said. The idea, if you want to get out of debt, I think tithing is one of the ways that you actually do it. Like, if, you, if you're really serious about getting out of debt, tithe. Amen. We've seen, you know, the Bible promises, God says, test me. See, see if I don't see that every need is met. Just, just try it. That's right. And we've seen that promise realize. And in our family, we don't realize that a lot of our needs aren't being met because of our own sin. Yeah, tithing right. starts yes. to heal those things. Absolutely. When people aren't aren't willing to listen for a long time to me, mm-hmm. when they won't tune into the uh, resources or go to the um, platforms, and they're just you know not into it, they go to church here and there, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, we're in debt. What can we do?" And I've got like a thirty second window. Mm-hmm. I'll say, "Start tithing." Yeah. 
yeah. and they will say that doesn't make sense and then the conversation will be over um but that's my elevator it's speech so true. start tithing start tithing absolutely give of the first fruits watch what the lord does both in the discipline of you the healing of your sins and just really in his miraculous provision you know right. like i i can hear i can give and i can also echo so many testimonies that i've heard of people who tithe and then they do see that every need really is met. Their their resources are literally increased. It's, it's because you, know? you are recognizing the covenantal relationship that you have with the Lord. Right. You see, money is relational. It's covenantal. It comes to you from the Lord. When you tithe in response, you're demonstrating your awareness of that covenantal relationship. It's like a dance. He gives you money. He's asking you to dance. And you take his hand, and on the dance floor, you reciprocate one to another. He gives, and you return 10%. He gives more, and you return. It's a covenantal dance mm. of relationship with the Lord. Amen. That's at the basis of all financial freedom. Right. So, and it's tithing off the first fruit, not the last fruit, right? right. That's right. <laughs> you know, That's I, right. I know a lot of folks that have tried, have started tithing and started the, this whole process of getting out of debt and experiencing you know, financial freedom. Mm -hmm. And you know, they're tempted to make their budget and do everything they can and then okay well what's left over i'll go ahead and give to the lord what's left i'll give to the lord no, that's not how it works flip that around no it's you're tithing fruits. of your first fruits oh. so make a budget yes. line item absolutely at the beginning of the it's month the first or the pay thing period you, or whatever yes first absolutely. thing you and your children do even do it on the lord's day with your children yeah you're paying oh. homage to your king you're bringing your sacrifice into the to the temple of god mm. in worship and you're worshiping as a family amen if the, god God expressly forbids giving him the leftovers. Mm. Uh, he expressly forbids bringing mm. him some lame, blind, uh, broken-legged lamb, mm. the one you weren't going to use anyway. Right, right. Uh, we Don't do bring not him a tithe tip. the way we donate to goodwill. Right? Or else God, that actually brings about a curse on mm. someone mm -hmm. as opposed to blessing. Right. Yep. No, tithing of the first fruits. That was a very freeing thing for me to learn. Um, to be able to think through the idea, you know, as a small business owner, we have money that comes in. And I was thinking, you know, Israel Agricultural Society, they didn't say, well, I, I tithe after I make sure everybody's paid. Right. Or I tithe yeah. after I make sure my field hands have the pieces that they're, then I give my tenth. It's the first bits of the harvest. Right. Everything I, that comes in. We feed our chickens with our leftovers. Right. We don't Amen. bring our leftovers into the temple Amen. and offer them as a sacrifice unto the Lord. Right. That's not a sacrifice. That's a disrespectful, blasphemous act. Mm, right. and, it, and in the scriptures, it is heavily cursed. Mm. Do, do mm. not do that. You, you have to see the Lord as the provider. Amen. And right and out of is. the gate, you've got me in this whole process. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Well, guys, um, we're getting to the end of our show. Any final words for anybody, Pastor Scott? A little encouragements or a little bit of advice? Um, well, uh, if you're, if I know several Christchurch families that have already started this process, and mm. I want to just take a moment to encourage them just to keep on going. You know, Amen. just once again, remember God's promises. You know, continue to repent daily for you know your poor financial decisions, your mm -hmm. ungodly financial decisions, Amen. and continue to go down those baby steps. It's going to take some time, but you have a covenantal family around you. You have your church that's around you that's mm -hmm. encouraging you, um, and that that can help in any way that we can. So we're, we're all fighting through this thing together. Amen. Amen. Hey, and, and some people are not in debt because they've sinned. Mm. Some people, it's because of perhaps uh, medical bills. Sure, mm -hmm. or it could be something that someone else did to them. Certainly. Mm -hmm. Um, God can meet you in those um, situations as well. Amen. Definitely. 
Amen. Amen. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Household and Homestead. We're going to wrap this show up here. I want to give you a couple of extra resources that you can be checking out. You can go to wearechristchurch.com slash media, see all of our podcast feeds. You can search for us in any podcast streaming service that you might have an app already downloaded on your phone. You can also go to sermonaudio.com and search We Are Christchurch, all one word. You'll find our sermons and all our teaching resources as well as these podcasts and go get connected to more and more. If you've got specific questions maybe about the topic that we discussed today, you can email me at Stuart, S-T-U-A-R-T, at wearechristchurch.com and we'd be happy to address those things later on. Thank you again so much for listening and tuning in with us and we will see you guys again next time. Amen. Bye, guys. Next time.